and welcome back to the Dinner Table Podcast. This week we are discussing social cues and just the ethics behind it and everything else surrounding it. I've got Griffin over the phone. How are you doing, Griffin? I am doing pretty pretty stressed for quarantine. This is the most stressed I've been in quarantine, but it's it's fine. We'll get through it. How about you? I'm pretty stressed today, too. I've been busy all day. It has been a very busy day. It's been a busy week, too. I feel like a lot of, like exams and papers were due this week. Accurate, yeah. Before we begin, we would like to disclaim that these views do not reflect the state news and our opinions are subject to change at later date. Thank you for joining. So we're talking about social cues. What's your experience with social cues? Well, I feel... You know, we live in a society, I feel like social cues dictate pretty much everything we do, if my understanding of social cues is correct. Yeah, definitely. And do you think that they, do they ever hinder you from expressing your true self? And not like a way that is bad, not like because you want to eat really fast and be gross in public, in a way that you feel like you're curbing who you are a little bit. I feel like a little bit, yeah, just in the ideas of mainstream society, you know, like the, like you have to fit in, like the social cues that are more about fitting in rather than just not being like disgusting in public or whatever. Yeah. Like, I feel like that has kind of hindered me a little bit because like you can get so caught up in what you can and can't do, like what's right and wrong. So it can be very, a very stressful time for sure. But yeah, I would say not, not any proper manner social cues but just like getting in conformity all that jazz yeah so what do you think um like do you think it gets in the way of some of your relationships like I think for me personally like I see a lot of people not expressing their discontent with maybe something that I've done because it's like a social cue not to express something like that and I think that yeah yeah, in the end it like very much terminates the relationship yeah for sure Oh, yeah, I'm definitely the person to not express discontent. I will go out of my way to not show that I'm discontent with something, usually. Like, there's sometimes in some specific relationships where I'll be like, where I'll say something, but 99% of the time, I will not say a single thing if I'm discontented, which I think is toxic, but... Like, I can't say this because then I'm going to lose a friend and then that whole rabbit hole of thought kind of kicks in. Yeah, exactly. And then, but then it's like a question of like, what kind of friend do you have if you're not being your true self and expressing to them like what matters to you? And I think like, and social cues get in such a way of like us communicating and like try to make things so perfect when things aren't perfect. That makes sense. It is kind of a governing system of interaction kind of which is it's like an unofficial guide to how to interact with other people yeah exactly and I think that it's definitely very classist and very like it's like a race issue as well like I think a lot of things are social cues and like they really determine what you are and how you're viewed by society like I think an example that you don't think about a lot every day is just like grammar and like if people can speak English correct like correctly or whatever And I think that's really annoying and it's like such a social cue to be like, oh my gosh, this person isn't speaking 
proper English, so like they must not be like smart when like in reality. Yeah, like, like the, yeah, I know what you mean there. Yeah, and then I think like stuff like that is just so annoying because it's. I feel like if you're communicating, like you definitely still understand what they're saying, despite it being in the best grammatical. <laughs> like I'm not even doing it now, but you know what I mean. And like, gets in the way of like people really create creating connections with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's this lad. There's this article published by Ladders, Monica Torres, and the headline is "Strangers Know Your Social Class in the First Seven Words You Say." according to a specific study. So it is kind of, and first impressions are what you leave people with. These cues could definitely be detrimental to people who don't have like the grew up learning English vernacular with language. Exactly. And like, even, yeah, like language. And then like, if you move past it, even if you know perfect English, it's like, if you don't know a social cue, like, there's so many, I feel like, that I'm still learning, like, as a 21-year-old, like, learning even about my own country that I, like, didn't know, and, like, then you look back, and you're like, oh, I didn't do that, like, people are probably think I'm, I'm this now, you know, and it's like, oh, yeah, but you didn't know before, and, like, it was never something in your mind, and it's just so annoying that those exist, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. what's your uh, other experience with social cues outside of relationships? Well, outside of what you already talked about with relationships. There are so many times in my life that people would be like, maybe I'm just, like, not, maybe I don't have the best etiquette or something, but, like, people would just be like, oh, like, I can't believe you did this, and, like, why would you do that? Don't you know you're not supposed to do that? And then you just feel so dumb and stupid, and it's like, like, what I did wasn't even wrong. Like, I understand if you're, like, chewing with your mouth open, and, like, that's kind of gross because you're, like, visibly seeing something. Or, like, if you fart at, like, the dinner table, I get that that's gross. But, like, if you didn't smile and say, like, the exact words in the right order to someone, and, like, someone gives you crap because of that, but it was, like, obviously, like, whether or not you said it or didn't say it, it wouldn't have affected anything. And, like, to get shit for that and, like, to have people be, like, judge you on it is just so annoying because it's you only judge people and it's only a thing because people like made it a thing it's like not actually like proper etiquette yeah you know or like when like i'm formulating an email like people are like you have to formulate an email like this and it's like it's like does that really like it's just fluff or like people are like you have to form constructive criticism like this and it's like just such a society social cue thing that you have to do and it just like wastes so much time if an email if you send me an email and you're like hey having a problem with this can you help me i know exactly what you needed and that's all that i really care about but like in social cues you have to be like hey hoping you're having a great afternoon hey i just wanted to like i found this bug in the system and then you like make a whole paragraph about it and then you end with like two sign offs and then your last name it's like, you don't need to do that. See, I think that's just proper manners to formulate email I, respectfully. Like, I I would just do that so I come off as someone who would be, want who people would want to work with and collaborate with and email, like, respond to. I mean, I just think that it's, like, 
I don't know. I just think like being like, hope you have a great afternoon. It's just so weird to say to someone. Because I would never be like, hey, Griffin, hope you're having a good afternoon. What's up? You wouldn't? I would never text you. I, think I, I would I'd just say, like, like, what's happening? Well, I wouldn't text you, but if it was like a... If I saw you in person or if I was talking to a stranger, I would definitely be like, I hope your day is going fine. Like, hope everything's good with you. You know what I mean? Like, would that be your starter thing? Like, you'd be like, hey, what's up, so-and-so? Hope your day was good. How was your day? Yeah, I'd be like, so how was your day? Like, No, like, like but how was your day and hope your afternoon went well is different. I don't know. I, I'm sticking to my guns on this one. I don't think it's weird. I think it's just respectful. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think some social cues can serve as little heuristics or mental shortcuts that allow you to make, like, snap decisions. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they're all bad. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think they're a deterrent, but... <laughs> Because there are little social cues, like, if someone's looking at you and they're moving their body in a certain way, that's, it's, and they, like, have a crush on you. And that's what you're deciphering from their body language and their how they're looking at you. Like, those are social cues. So yeah. that's, like, a snap judgment to being like, oh, they like me, as opposed to talking to them this whole ordeal of yeah. trying to figure it out. Like, then you just know. But then you can also get stuck in the wave of, like, do they like me? Like, their toes were pointed at me, and they were looking at me, but they could also just well, have had their toes that's a little specific. You. Like, the major ones. Like, like if they touch you? I think social cues, like, the big major social cues are very good mental shortcuts in making snap judgments or making estimates or guesses based on the information you have. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but... I think most of the time they're for the negative. Because that's like, they help you put labels on things. But I don't think the labels are necessarily bad. They can be used. I think it, they could be used for good or bad, but I think I they think all lead us to make decisions more efficiently so we can delegate time to other things. And I think that's important. Yeah. I just think that they try to alleviate ambiguity, but they create more ambiguity in doing so. Okay. Yeah. I see what you mean, but I still disagree. Okay. No, I knew you were still going to disagree because you are a Taurus. Yep. Yes, you're very right. Yep. And, and guys, he's a political science major. Oh, that was rude to bring to the chat. Technically, I'm political science pre-law, which is Does pretty much help? Does it alleviate? Worse. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. It's fine. And he's a You're podcaster. Leo. Okay, yeah. That explains no, the hardiness in your opinion, as my sign explains the hardiness in mine. Yeah, we will never, like, if we disagree, it's never going to be agreed. Yeah, it's yeah. literally just like, okay, no, yeah. respect it, but I can't see it. I'm trying to think of, like, what are some times that you utilize social cues? I mean, I feel like in job interviews, there are a lot of social cues that you kind of have to adhere to and stick with, like, good posture, like, good articulative sentences, 
eye contact, congeniality, like all that stuff. I think that's stuff that I've dealt with and like just meeting new people in general, like being cordial, cordial, cord, cordial, cordial, cordial. Yeah. Just being cordial with people. And of course, I think a big one is respecting people's personal space. Accurate. Like, like their physical space. Like I feel like intrusive people who are too, just a little too close for comfort, that feels violating. And I've had like experiences with that. Yeah. What are your social cues that you exude to communicate that you don't want people close to you? A big one that I don't realize I do, but I cross my arms a lot and i guess that's a social cue like don't talk to me yeah that's you protecting yourself yeah and i like slouch a lot you know just slouching things mood i don't know why i said it like that i'm so sorry guys no i do feel the same like for me i think that i like i'm very (laughs) if i don't want someone close to me i will be very adamant about my social cues that like I don't really like you being this close to me and if they persist then it's like what are you doing yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I think I'll even go verbal too or and just like not say something or like not engage in conversation yeah if I don't want the person there yeah it's like when someone comes up really close and talks to you like just so close and you, it's just like you have nothing to say to them because you're so disturbed about how close they are I know, like, you're so preoccupied with, like, oh, my God, like, I can feel their warm breath exuding on my skin, and it's no. so yeah. not enjoyable. I feel that. Relatable. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of when I utilize them. I guess, like you said, with the relationships, it can help with that. But I do still think it brings ambiguity. It can cause me to overthink, but it does, like, make you feel a little good if you're, but- like... If you didn't have these social cues, what would you be thinking in the first place? I would be probably better off to know that nobody likes me. Okay. Yeah. When people, when I know people like me, it's just it's something new. Something so annoying. Okay. Yeah. I feel like Tinder uses social cues a lot really easily. Okay, explain. I mean, it's very much like... Okay, actually, this is, like, an offshoot from this, but it it relates back. I just watched a TikTok where they talked about how there's poor people lighting and rich people lighting in, like, photos, and I feel like you can see that on Tinder, and, like, when the lighting's terrible. Okay, no, you're so right. Yeah, and, like, foggy, then you're like, oh, my God, I'm not going to swipe right, but then if you were to see that person in real life, like, they probably are attractive. They just can't take a good photo. No, you're so right. Yes. I don't want to use the term poor person lighting, but I'm like... I'm sorry, that's just... Are... I, was, I was quoting <laughs> the TikTok. Are... There are pictures that are not well lit that you should not be putting in your dating profile. And if, you know, if one pops up, why would you Why would you want someone who would put that picture... Exactly. ...on the Tinder in your life? You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And I... What's left? Yeah, no, I think that... Yeah, those get in the way. Like, it's just, like, the little cues in, like, the photos. Just True, the and, yeah. That you pick and up. You can see a lot from a person's Tinder. You kind of you can. can. You, you could make a lot of conjectures and estimates based on a person's Tinder. You can learn. 
I think the only time you can't learn anything from anyone from Tinder is if they have one picture of them. And, like, no bio. But, like, if you have... But I think that speaks volumes in and of itself. Okay, true. It does speak... It speaks that, one, either they don't exist. Two, they're just down to fuck. Right? True. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the two, and both are kind of a no. So it's like, do they ever get... Both are kind of... Yeah. Kind of knows. Yeah, social things are just so crazy. It's like... Or, like, how so subconscious that you can just, like, convince people... You can, like, change people's attitudes and stuff with them like when you're smiling throughout a whole conversation like it's gonna make the other person smile and like i feel like that's like a social cue sort of I don't know oh yeah for sure cue. and if you're if you're laughing like they'll probably laugh and then if you're people mirror in conversation so if they pick up on something they'll likely do it and then vice versa yeah yeah and i feel like yeah that's such a social cue thing when we share in social cues. When you're sharing social cues, that's when you know to swipe right. Mm-hmm. And that's period. That's not period. That's in praxis, period. That is. I think that that's where we're going to wrap up today. It's just a really <laughs> short one. It is social cues. Um, Just a little convo that we want to talk about. Yeah, just a little convo. Next week's going to be a big boy. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Yes, thank you so much. If you want to tweet at me about social cues, uh, my Twitter is at Osborne Tessa. And mine's at Griffin Wiles. You can also email me at griffin.wiles at statenews.com. And you can email me at tessa.osborne at statenews.com. Don't forget to check out the other podcasts that State News has. We have the, we have the Social Distancing Diaries, which just released its third episode. Yeah definitely check those out i think sports podcast is being revamped so look out for that yeah i do be missing my sports content make sure to follow us on instagram i'm at tessa.osborne griffin wilds same handle okay see you guys next week bye yeah bye